0: Welcome to another episode of Where in the Folk. Ow! I have got Tully with me up there in the northern reaches of Kentucky. We have our guest Lauren with us. She's been on our podcast before. She is the Bigfoot explorer, uh, researcher, hunter extraordinaire, the and
1: heavyweight Bigfoot uh, champion of
2: the world. <laughs> yes, holds the belt. <laughs> and then it's me and Cecil. <laughs> yeah. Today I am Cecil as always. Formerly so. now. Cecil.
3: Well, thank so, you guys for having me back on.
2: So, Lauren, if they aren't familiar with your stuff, tell them where in the fuck you're at.
3: <laughs> um, you can just go to nightcolorsproductions.com and see all the things I do um but i have a podcast called night callers bigfoot radio uh been on air about 10 years and we talk bigfoot cryptids all that kind of stuff and that's on youtube and facebook live um i also have a members program that you can go check out you know exclusive content and then i also host a podcast called planet fear podcast and it's true crime and paranormal it's badass i'm not even going to lie uh you- Definitely go check it out and follow us. We're on all major podcast apps. Night Colors is on all major podcast apps. There's lots of stuff. You can hear my voice round the clock is what I'm telling you.
1: She's a awesome. busy lady.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I produce Weird Realities podcast as well.
1: Easier than what I want to be. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's it's kind of crazy. And then I also uh, I manage the franchise for Boggy Creek Falk Monster for Keith Crabtree nice yeah so i'm busy in the bigfoot world in the paranormal true crime realm but i love it i have a great time with it so I, there's nothing else i'd want to do
0: so i had a friend just uh two weeks ago maybe three weeks ago go to a bigfoot rally in somewhere in tennessee like mm-hmm. northern central tennessee and yeah, the uh, smoky mountain
3: like, bigfoot conference Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it
0: no. looked like they
2: had a blast. Anytime yeah. you say the word rally, it gets me scared. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, don't, don't put that evil on us. Um, <laughs> yeah, the uh, Smoky Mountain Bigfoot Conference. Um, I think, who was it? There was someone that was supposed to be there that I had on my show, and they ended up not being able to go because their flight was like delayed or canceled or something like that. Uh, Kenny Irish, that's who it was. He's a cryptid author he wrote a book cryptids of america and it's like all the cryptids um in america is pretty cool so but he was supposed to be there but he couldn't go but there were a lot of great speakers there at that one what was the name of that book american cryptids
2: do they sell that on the a to the z that's this. for amazon yeah i, don't yeah, want-
3: I, I got it, <laughs> it took me a minute. Uh, <laughs> yes uh he does it is sold on there and i bought a kindle copy haven't started it yet but
0: you know. i wanted to go to that but i had fishing duties that weekend so
3: oh poor thing
0: hey it was rough it was a 12-hour tournament and it was not fun is it
2: american cryptids in pursuit of the elusive creatures yep the shit is bought <laughs> awesome
3: yeah it the way he described it he said you know like every single cryptid book out there is like here's a cryptid and this is what they're about and this is what they do and he approached it from like a different um a different way and gave more of like this the state's history and the tribe that is associated with that state and all kinds of stuff like that like it's his version of storytelling along with the cryptids. So it's it's different than all the other cryptid books out there he said. So I'm pretty uh, I'm stoked to read it. I just have to get through some you know, other out ones the, first.
1: Out of like all of the the sightings of Bigfoot and the interactions with with uh you know Bigfoot and things that are like Bigfoot.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Have you ever heard of a non-violent Bigfoot I mean, you
3: should should really ask me if I've heard of a violent Bigfoot because I probably 95% or probably more than that, 97% of the sightings that I've heard of or experiences, encounters, have been nonviolent. There's just a few that have been violent or resulted in an injury.
1: So I guess, like, what I meant is, like, you know, not just sightings, but when Bigfoot is actually engaged, it seems like things tend to go south uh, when they're engaged.
3: Um, I mean, I've. For the most part, like if you have a Bigfoot interaction and they're interacting, they're engaged, uh, they're throwing rocks, throwing sticks, you know, hooping and hollering and pushing over trees. Um, Most of the time, it's more territorial to me. It's like they're trying to get you out of their area. Very rarely do they do something to hurt you. Now, I have heard of encounters where people have been hurt or were actively being stalked and may have been eaten. I don't know. But it didn't happen.
1: Have you heard the the story where, um, and I'm sure you have, it, where there was an, a Native American tribe that ha- allegedly had, like, agreements with a tribe of Bigfoot?
3: Yeah, there's... We may um, have talked
1: about it. Uh, we may <laughs> be talking about the same stuff.
3: It's okay. Um, Yeah, the Cherokee, especially. But there were other tribes that had agreements. But the Cherokee, um, they called the Bigfoot baby eaters. Um, And they had an agreement in place, basically, that this was their territory. That was the Bigfoot's territory over there. And they would leave um, gifts, basically, uh, berries, all kinds of stuff at the territory marker as a... Kind of a bribe like okay we give you your territory and we stay out of it here's a gift don't steal our women and children and eat them and then you know in return the bigfoot would not do that kill their babies so, so, so. In, uh, yeah.
2: totally uh, ramped tick tock videos that he keeps sending everybody <laughs> oh, yeah. no. There's a, oh, yeah. he sent us one about a, an encounter in north carolina in the early 90s when the Navy SEALs were actually called in to defend a town against a group of Bigfoot. Have you heard about that? Mm,
3: nope. That one doesn't ring a bell.
2: So basically what happened was they were saying that um, a family had disappeared and the town was getting tore all to pieces by these creatures. This sounds like gotcha journalism. They, they they, <laughs> no, they,
1: they don't call it Bigfoot, but it, it, it looks very similar to what you would describe a Bigfoot as.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so the Navy SEALs had to go into town, into this town and everything by one of the alphabet agencies, whoever it may have been. That was a... I mean, yeah, shut up. It's the DEA agent. agent. <laughs> <laughs> I but will
1: they... say it said that they, they were all making big jokes about it when they were getting briefed until, mm-hmm. they, until they got, got there. there.
3: Yeah. No, that's pretty crazy. I haven't heard that one. Um, it sounds awesome. Like, I want to hear the rest. I want to hear exactly what happened. But, I mean, there have been stories like that throughout, but long ago. Like, whenever things, when we get to modern times, you don't hear those stories. But back in the day, there were towns that were dealing with the hairy man, the wild man. Um, But not in an attack kind of way, more in a, it's stealing all their food kind of way. Um, But there was, like, the Siege of Hanobi, where... They shot a Bigfoot, and the Bigfoot's kin retaliated and attacked these hunters in a cabin. So, I mean, that happened, but they shot them first. So, you know, like like I was saying, like, the violence is usually the human does something stupid first, and the Bigfoot retaliates, or is being territorial.
2: When I heard that story, that's kind of what I thought, like, they, like they had either encroached onto their territory, or they had shot them basically because well, it's from north carolina
1: and in that in that story i forget what they called them it wasn't bigfoot though um but it was i mean it was giant. yeah it, i mean it looked like it um <laughs> the the navy seals did engage them first and there were there were seven of them total um and it didn't like didn't it say the commanding officer called and asked if they could bring one back alive? Yeah, and they were like absolutely not. Um, I think it killed it killed two or three of the Navy SEALs. They died in training exercises. hmm Um, but yeah, they ended up killing all seven of them
2: apparently. And apparently, where it happened, that would have been kind of where like they would have originally had treaties and stuff. It was close to Cherokee, North Carolina, I believe. Yeah, and, I think it was. So I think it's Maggie Valley. Yeah, it's probably one of those situations where they were in, like overcrowded in their space. Yeah, know?
1: they found they found the remains oh. of that family that disappeared too.
2: Yeah, it's one of
1: those um, get the out of my town situations.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that, or you know, they cut off a food supply, or you know, um, endangered one of their habitats, endangered a clan, endangered the babies, something like that. You know, um, there's a lot of stories like that where their food supply's been cut off and they retaliate. Um It could you know. just
2: kill billies too, honestly. I mean
3: <laughs> it could. Some, some
0: uh some guy named Kevin tried to take a baby home and that kinda pissed him off. I have?
3: mean that or just, you know, some hunter shot at him or whatever. Um but yeah, yeah I mean it, most of the stories I hear, you know, they're like, Oh, the Bigfoot got violent and it tried to kill us and I'm like, Okay. I'm not saying all the time, but a lot of the time It's okay, but what happened first to provoke that response? And I don't think that they're cuddly, forced creatures. They're not Harry and the Hendersons nice, but um, they are an animal, and if you are in their territory, and especially if they have a family unit around, they're going to respond in kind.
1: Like bears. Like bears. Like raccoons. Yeah. Raccoons. Well, so I've been thinking long and hard about the 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 origins of Bigfoot and how I can cross it over. So I don't think I don't think Bigfoot is interdimensional. Okay. But what do you do you think they're <laughs> intercontinental? I do think they're intercontinental because of Pangea. You think yeah. well, you? I'll bring
0: up another subject here in a minute, but go ahead with your.
1: So the the OGS were the Anunnaki, like before any civilization. And the Anunnaki were giants, a giant race of civilization.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And the way the the, the the truth community talks about their history is that they came to Earth to mine gold for their, their own planet. <laughs> and it, they were 150,000 years in, and there was a rebellion. And then they lost their workforce, which was huge so they took this thing called all the texts and stuff, call it the flower of life. And and in, in, uh, civilizations all over the world in their ancient, uh, not texts, but carvings and like hieroglyphs, you see the same pattern for the flower of life. They took part of their DNA and part of, I guess it would have been like Neanderthal DNA or caveman DNA and created it. The human, which mm-hmm. was like a lesser version of them.
4: Hmm.
2: I'll take so, offense to the word Neanderthal, sir. So, <laughs> you're, you're keeping it alive, Cecil.
1: <laughs> but, so, so what I'm thinking is like, just like with anything else, you, you never get it right in one go. So maybe mm-hmm. that was one of their iterations of the worker that they were trying to create.
3: Maybe. We just don't know. You know, it's whether they're a relic hominid or um, they're, you know, I've heard, I've heard so many theories over the year. That's one of the theories I've heard. Um, I've heard the relic hominid. I've heard that they were Nephilim. um, And I have just, I've heard so many, uh, they're a variation of an ape. They're, you know, I've heard a lot over the years, but they do exist and that's that's about all i know i can't prove that i can't prove how i can't prove where they came from but i do know that they do exist so um
2: that they do exist as well yeah
3: yeah my my kids are actually watching harry and the hendersons right now and uh it's the part like there was i was right before i came in here i was grabbing a beer and uh i was walking through the living room and it's the part where the bigfoot researcher is sitting at the table and harry walks up behind him and he turns around and he's just like yeah like he's so excited and I was like man that would so be me right there and my husband just looked at me he's like you totally crap your pants and run I was like yeah I know but you know just let me have this man I just (laughs) I need for them to be real so bad you know I've had a lot of experiences but still no sighting so
2: if you want to see one would that kind of what where would you go from there
3: I (laughs)
0: leave it alone
3: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know Cause it's really funny. I mean, I had somebody ask me on another show, um, in another interview, they asked me, they were like, so you see ghosts and you've seen an orb and you've seen a UFO. Um, and you could probably have more success seeing all those things, but you keep chasing Bigfoot. And they were like, it sounds like you're in it for the chase. And I was like, man, that and the adrenaline, I'm not going to lie. You get so much adrenaline when you're in the woods looking for these things. And, uh, I want to say that if I saw one, I would crave that feeling again of having another sighting. I don't think I would stop, but, you know, I, I'm I'm like a dog chasing a car. I don't know what I'm going to do with it when I get it, but I still want it. <laughs>
0: from an enthusiast to a junkie. <laughs>
3: you know I mean, uh, from a, yeah, a researcher, a believer. I want to be a knower, though, so, you know.
0: So, what I was talking about with the intercontinental thing, have you heard of the uh, story that came out of the Vietnam War uh, where this uh, group of soldiers came across something they described looking like a big, what we know is you know, what we call Bigfoot and getting into a scrap with them?
3: Mm-hmm. And a ring pin deck. Yes. Yeah. 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 I
0: yeah. heard of that before, but I was like, oh.
3: That one, um, they actually killed. It was like a family unit, and they killed that one. Um. And it took a bit to bring her down. I think it was a, a female. And it was awful. It was a really awful story. They said that it was like them or her. And so they took her out, but that they could tell that she was so human like and sentient that it just it felt awful. Um, and then the story of the giant of Kandahar that's one of my favorites. And uh, that one, you know, it's over in the Middle East. And they're at uh kind of a prison of sorts it's an army based prison and it's in the caves and they hold prisoners of war there and um I actually had a guy tell me this and I had never heard of this and my friend at the time he came in over and we were at like a we were drinking around a fire and he comes over and he's like hey he said I need you to come here and talk to this guy and I was just like about what and he's like the giants of Kandahar and I was like I have no idea what you're talking about. And he's like, just come on, come on. So I go in there, and my friend had like a 20 inch Bigfoot track, and he was showing this guy. Well, the guy started having a PTSD breakdown. I oh, mean, she- like, full freaking breakdown, like right in front of me, crying, shaking, like, couldn't get his words out, was like, I mean, full on breakdown so i felt you know i tried to talk him through it and then i got to the point where i was like man he doesn't even want me in here because anytime i would ask questions he would just like clam up and so i was like okay well i'll leave and as soon as i left he told my friend he was like no get her back in here i, I need her in here so i would go back in there and excuse me as long as he as long as i didn't ask questions he would tell the story but as soon as i asked questions he would like just stop and he would be like god i'm, I'm, just, I'm crazy i'm just i'm crazy and like i mean losing his shit. So it took three hours, maybe, for us to get the story out. But basically, he was in the Navy and they were escorting a prisoner to these caves. And when they got there, the prisoner fell to his knees and begged him. He said, please shoot me. Do not take me down there. Do not take me down there. Nobody comes out of there. Shoot me. Shoot me. Well, they're just thinking, you know, he didn't want to be in jail. So they take him down there and the lower levels, there was no personnel down there. Like they just left the prisoners in their cells or whatever. And there would be screaming throughout the night. And I mean like horrendous human screams, like somebody being ripped apart. Anyway, um, fast forward, there was a giant. I don't remember how we got to the giant, but... The giant comes out, and I, I don't know if you guys have heard the story, but it was red-haired. It was huge, and it was coming at them. They were firing all the ammo they had at it, all the different artillery they had, up to 50 cals, and it wasn't stopping this thing. And um, he, I guess the thing had a spear, and it speared a guy and then stuck it straight up with the guy still on it and was coming at him. And the part that got me, because I was like, I don't know i know i watched him tell this and i watched him battle through it to tell me so that told me that what he was saying was true because you know that's a story that's been handed around to all the soldiers you know like everybody knows that story but he said from here up he said it was like a man he was looking right through you like you didn't even matter to him he said, but from here down, it was just primal teeth. It was going to tear you apart and eat you and it didn't, like, you meant nothing to it. And uh, it took us forever to get that out of him. And um, to this day, that story changed me as a Bigfoot researcher, because he was like, I can't believe that you go out and you purposefully look for this thing. How could you do that? How could you go out and put yourself at risk like that how could you that he was pissed off that we put ourselves in danger to go look for something that ruined his life and it, it gave me a greater respect for witnesses because you know as a bigfoot researcher you hear a witness um like they saw a bigfoot and you're like oh my god yeah you saw a bigfoot tell me all about it but you have to be respectful because this could have ruined their life it's ruined lives it's ruined marriages it's ru- people have lost their jobs over this People have been committed over this. I mean, this is something that changes people's lives and we get stoked about it, but like you have to be respectful. It's a really big deal.
2: My thing about the that is that was a different species altogether from what I recall. Like it had a double roll of teeth and everything, didn't it?
3: I don't know about the teeth. I do know that I know a I know a person that knows a person that was in the lab. Um, whenever that so they took it down and then it was put up, it was picked up in a net and flown to a lab. And what they did is they dismembered it and sent different pieces to different labs and didn't tell the people where it came from. They just said, give us your analysis. And they didn't tell them where the other pieces were, as far as I can understand. And then I listened to a show um, and this guy said that he's the one that had the thumb or something like that and uh he said if i go missing or whatever and he ended up like his whole family was murdered randomly Jeez. yeah
1: wow you need so to. so here's something that i was thinking about while you were talking um <laughs> <laughs> there, there <laughs> <laughs> no, Please, my sorry.
3: eyes blazed over halfway through your story no no about- no, no, <laughs> no like
1: like i mean like what you said kind of spurred this thought a lot I'm of just these stories a, <laughs> a lot of these stories is like these things can take an abnormal amount of damage
4: yeah
1: like yeah. like with a bear reed reed could take his gun and shoot a bear and the bear falls Maybe. but these things they're taking artillery and 50 cal <laughs> rounds and still like spearing people yeah well, i mean to,
2: That's what she just told. That thing was between ten and fourteen feet tall. So so that (laughs) and apparently was as beefy as me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That (laughs) one is I mean, it was massive. It was a giant. It was a it was a giant person is how they put it. Um but the Bigfoot here, I've had reports of up to twelve feet tall so i mean i actually i've had reports of greater than that but the ones i accept are 12 feet tall because my brain doesn't accept over that um and that's still massive eight foot tall is still massive and so i actually have another story um this one was told at the jefferson bigfoot conference and i actually met the people that it happened to and the guy they've been have they bought some property they've been having stuff happen on their property and then they clear cut around their property and they had all this activity ramping up anyway he goes out to his truck one night to get some snuff out of his truck and he walks around the truck and on the other side of his wife's suburban he sees what he thought was a black grocery bag on top like a canvas bag and he looked over and he saw that and then the bag moved and it started moving and he thought it was a person coming to rob him. Now, his words, he thought it was an African-American man coming to rob him. And so he's concealed carry, you know, he, he goes and shoots all the time, draws his weapon, and this thing launches at him. He puts five into it. It doesn't stop. At the fifth bullet, though, rather than running directly at him, It takes off and runs into the woods. He said it moved faster than anything he's ever seen in his life. It was like coming at him, bam, like an Olympic runner. It went that way and it was in the woods and it disappeared. Like, I mean, quick. He said there's no human that can move that fast, but he still thought it was a human. And I mean, he put five center mass into this thing and it kept coming. So he runs inside. He calls or he tells his wife to call the sheriff and he calls his brother-in-law and his dad and they come over and they go into the woods looking for this thing because they or i'm sorry this person because at that time they thought still thought it was a robber and uh so they go into the woods they scour the woods can't find anything can't find blood can't find anyone anything in there and uh i mean he again still thinks it's a person he looks down like he sees the blood he didn't take samples or anything he thought it was a person later on he realized it was not a person and they actually got a face print against their patio window and it whatever it was put its hands on the top of the door and leaned in and stuck its face against the glass and it left uh, sebum or what they're calling alba vernix on the glass and so they actually <laughs> my friend bought the window f- or the panel from them and took it to the conference where Cliff Barachman and Shelly coming to Montana took samples of the Alba vernix and took the face print. And then they had everyone at the conference, like, walk by and you could see the face print. But the whole moral of that story is how fast it was with five center mass. Like, it's, it's insane.
2: Sound like you need a bigger clip. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, well. I think it, it's like a person on PCP. It's, it's like, how but they i've i've heard so many accounts of how these things move and how big they are like they have so much mass but it's like they have muscles in places that humans do not and so when they move it's almost unearthly how they move because it's so effortless for how much mass there is and it's just they just fly it seems like they fly over the ground just you know so um and i've heard so many encounters of that of people seeing that up close the musculature up close and how fast they move
1: they have to have a different anatomy in some way like you said i i'm almost thinking they they have to have a different like um bone organization like to to be shot that many times and stuff like something has to be protecting their vital organs you know what i mean yeah like thick chest bones or something. Yeah, like like. Yeah.
0: And, and their skin could be like super thick. I mean that would. Yeah. I mean I'm sure it may have hurt <laughs> it a little bit, but you know you know that's like well any animal's anatomy is is amazing compared to I guess humans. I I've seen a deer from a standstill clear a five or an eight foot fence and just just jumped. Arguably Not all Just I mean so.
1: <laughs> but if you if you think about if you think about it though like if you can kill there's people who can bring down elephants and stuff like that with one round mm-hmm. and it, you know almost any animal on earth with with an expert marksman mm-hmm. and a big enough caliber you're gonna bring it down but if if something takes an army to bring down something, yeah
2: something's up. oh no man like i feel like when he's talking about all the muscle placement if we stapled hair on totally he'd look like a bigfoot (laughs) (laughs) very muscular fellow (laughs) (laughs) the
3: female bigfoot I had a guy on that had an encounter with one and I jokingly asked him about her measurements and he told me, I mean, live on my show, he told me uh, she was about a D cup or a C cup. And I mean, he like went into specifics, like how all that.
2: See, and, a, well, she's about right here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Cause I asked him if, if she was like, she squatch, you know? So um, my late friend Tanya Knight. She um she is she would dress up as She-Squatch, right? I don't know if you can see that. No, yeah. you can't. Yeah. So whatever. Anyway, so She-Squatch. And the thing about She-Squatch is that she's very very curvy. Actually, this right here, I'm trying to touch it inappropriate. Okay. Um this right here was her model for the costume and as you can see she's she thick all right this girl she got curves and so she squatch was very curvy top and bottom it was very hard to take pictures with her because it was like you had to contort around the curves and um anyway so i asked him i said was this female squatch that you saw like she squatch and he said yeah he said not as big of a butt he said but you could tell that she had curves like it was definitely a female. Hmm. I remember
1: Tanya? It seems like I remember Tanya being on your show like on a yes. on a live stream one time.
3: Yes, so Tanya, she um she was on she's been on my show twice and so she was um she she knew that she was passing from her cancer and so she wanted to come on and tell her truth about what how she interacts with Bigfoot and her feelings on Bigfoot and it was more of a um I guess a woo slant is how people would put it and so I told her I said you know you are more than welcome to come on my show and share your truth like you have a safe place to do it and she did and to this date like that's one of my most popular episodes because she came on and she told the truth you know she uh passed about a month ago but um like she'll forever live on in that episode thank you
1: yeah, uh, um, I, I, I think I stuck around for at least 30 minutes of that, because mm-hmm. um, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a live stream.
3: It was. It was. It was live. Um, yeah, she did really well, actually, because she hadn't been able to talk for more than, like, a couple minutes without coughing, and she went through that entire two hours without coughing once. It was awesome.
4: Yeah, so. that's a great-
3: yeah, but it was a really good show. Um she told a lot of her truth and a lot of her interactions, which were pretty awesome. Um, I have a lot of people on my shows, and uh, I tell them, you know, my show is a place for come to people to come to tell their truth. like i I may not agree with everything they're saying on my show, but that's their platform to say how they feel. And they do, and it's awesome. Um, I had Ron Moorehead on recently, the one that captured the Sierra sounds. And um, at one point I said, well, uh, since we're going down this path because he believes in quantum physics and how it applies to Bigfoot. And um, I said, well, since we're going down this path and he said, it's a rabbit hole, Lauren, you can just call it a rabbit hole. And I was like, okay. I mean, (laughs) like, I don't know much about it. And so he was so nice about it, though, you know, and so he said he was like, I'm too old to care what other people think and I'm going to tell how I see it, how I feel and what I study. And I appreciate it as honesty, you know,
1: have you ever talked to anyone who was under contract with discovery or the history channel or any of those? Uh,
3: I mean, no, I, I've talked to like cliff Berrickman. Just uh,
1: after, after the fact, like after they've been on and stuff.
3: Uh, I mean, cliff. Yeah. I had cliff on and, uh, talked to him. He, um, actually gave me some insight on the finding Bigfoot um, editing process. And because uh, that's my biggest fear. Like if I ever went on a show like that it would be that they would edit it so that I looked like an idiot, you know, or <laughs> whatever, you know, like um, expedition Bigfoot, they put them in like a park or a ranch or something. And they were like, yeah, we're off in the middle of nowhere. And they were actually like at this ranch and it was like a public spot and um, it made them look really stupid. And so that's like my biggest fear. And so I told him that. And he was like, yeah, he said the first season that happened to us, Um, they made us look really bad. He said, so the second season came around and we told him we have control over editing. Nothing gets by us without us approving at first, which I had a lot of respect for him for that.
1: There's there's someone who who I've been trying to get on the show that's under contract with Discovery. And I don't know. That they're gonna let them come on a random podcast. Oh,
4: yeah.
1: Um, um, it's it's. uh Do you have Discovery Plus?
3: So I it's got on, Disney. Say what? I got
1: Disney Plus. So Discovery Plus, which is awesome. Like if you like any <laughs> type of reality show, it's got like Discovery History, A and E, all kinds of <laughs> stuff. But so. You, Everybody knows about Skinwalker Ranch.
3: Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, this guy owns the ranch corresponding to Skinwalker, called uh, Blonde Frog Ranch.
3: Yeah, yeah, I saw the uh, Russell Accord was just there from Expedition Bigfoot.
1: Um, so the the main owner's son lives there, and mm-hmm. I've been in contact with him That'd be be See if we could talk to him. There's so much crazy stuff that goes on yeah. there, like anything from cryptids to ghosts to UFOs to yeah. Spanish gold. <laughs> like it, it's insane. It really is. Yeah, yeah, I just
3: saw that for the first time today.
2: You know what? History Channel is abbreviation for, don't you? What? CIA. <laughs> <laughs> well anyway
1: lauren (laughs) (laughs) so there's the show's called uh mystery at
3: blind frog rant yeah ranch
1: i literally (laughs) i started watching those episodes i watched the whole thing in one go and then immediately Mm -hmm. got on to figure out how i could contact somebody from that show
2: (laughs) He was kind enough to uh, message us back once. <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, I mean, those contracts, they're they're weird. Um, I've, I've been under contract one of those times, and it was, like, worded really weird. And I was like, okay, I got to clear it up. Like, can I still do my podcast in the meantime? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm taking your word on it. Like, you said, yeah, real flippantly. I don't want to, you know, be busted for this later, but... Um, but yeah, that's awesome. I hope y'all can get them on. Um, I haven't seen the show yet, but I saw it for the first time today when Russell Accord posted about it, and like a bunch of my close friends were in the comments, and they were like, "I've been binge watching this." And I'm like, "Thanks for telling me, guys."
1: What? It's definitely like one million percent worth watching. It's an, it's completely insane.
3: That's awesome. I I don't like the skinwalker ness.
1: No, it's um, not, it's this is more about so, like. So how they ended up with so. the ranch is uh he was like a big oil tycoon and apparently there's known to be gold in the soil there. Mm-hmm. So he and he knows how to uh I guess mine for it. Wow, okay. So so he bought it just for the gold. So they're blowing up like the side of this mountain to put the dirt through to get the gold out. Mm-hmm. Water starts pouring out and there's a cave that opens up. And these just, just uh thousands and thousands of frogs that couldn't see. That's and ridiculous. with and within this cave they found a box and they couldn't stay in there very long, but they they picked up uh one handful and something was shiny in it and it was Spanish gold.
3: Damn. Like nice. coins. You're gonna make me have to download freaking mm. Discovery Thank Plus, thanks, thanks. Harry.
1: It's totally worth it. Thanks. It's like it's
2: like 6 bucks a month or something.
3: You could just send me your password and username. I'm just saying. Best uh, I'm friend I'll, I'll trade you for oh. my Disney Plus.
2: Oh, of course. This is going on, on there I'll, I'll, I'll
3: do that after the show. <laughs> okay, sounds good.
2: <laughs> but um But Skinwalker Ranch, we talked to a general
3: What back. Did I just say. What I mean, you ain't you you're listening like a dude right now. I said I don't <laughs> Like Skinwalker, <laughs> you are not listening to my words, sir. Well,
2: Jeremy Riss, um, we spoke with him. He's the alien scientist, <laughs> and he keeps going. And
3: I he, know, like, you bet you leave a seat up too, don't
2: you? He thinks that he, uh, he thinks that it's all bullshit, basically. He said that they're trying to incorporate everything to be phenomenon. Like, so if you see a UFO, they're like, oh, that's a phenomenon. Uh-huh. Or see a Bigfoot, like, oh, that's a phenomenon, and try to make everything the same thing to kind of discredit everything. I maybe he's on like this big council
1: of different scientists that, Mm -hmm. that talk about this stuff. You should try to get him on. If if you're uh, talking about UFOs sometimes, I mean like he, I watched one of his live streams. He gets on Google earth and goes to these places and goes through like these uh, military bases. And he's like, this is this, this is this. So-and-so built this. Then for this uh reason
3: that's crazy
1: he's he's a trip to talk to.
3: Yeah, I'll have to i'll have to look into it um we haven't really covered ufos on planet fear yet we've covered um uh murders ghosts uh all Ghost. i mean cryptids all kinds of different stuff we've had a couple guests on we had a bigfoot guest on and then we had a um a mortician on to talk about what it would be like if you were still alive on the autopsy table but couldn't move or speak yeah (laughs) yeah so the episode before that was called buried alive where there's so many freaking cases of people buried being buried alive like it's crazy and so we talked about that and what that would be like how you would actually die and then Um, What to do if you're ever buried alive and then the next one was called locked in syndrome, which is a real thing or Lazarus syndrome where you are paralyzed in your body can't move and uh, Basically just all of a sudden you wake up and you're in the morgue So
2: that's kind of of like Bob. That's kind of like a bygone thing getting buried alive because now they pretty much take everything out
3: It's not um you, you would think so. With embalming, you should not be buried alive anymore, but people are still being buried alive as late as, I think, I think it was like 2017 was the last there's, case.
1: There's a ton, <laughs> of people, ton of people
3: who don't want to be embalmed. There are a lot of people that do not want to be embalmed. Um, yeah, it's crazy. There's just so many cases of people waking up. One of them, she woke up on the way to the funeral, so she was still in the hearse, which was good. Um, <laughs> and so a lot of them that are buried alive and survive and come out are like die shortly after from like heart complications and stuff so as you would imagine
0: i want to be burned on a viking funeral pyre that's I exactly
3: go. what we said in the episode like that's how i want to go out i want deaf leopard blaring the entire time <laughs> like i want everybody to have a beer in their hand i want to go out party hard yeah
1: we can do that They. <laughs> <laughs> I just instead of a, a bow and arrow, I'll just use like a machine gun with tracer rounds.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually it's only legal. i uh, god, I wanna say it's like Maine or Massachusetts. Uh so one of the M Maryland, one of the M
2: Probably states
3: Maine. Um is the only place that it's actually legal. You can do a Viking pyre now.
2: Um we live in Kentucky. We just don't pay attention to things like I that. I
3: know. God bless y'all in your in your your. Hold on. I've got merch for days here of the damn Hopkinsville Goblin, y'all. Y'all y'all got some weird cryptids. I'll stick with Bigfoot. That,
2: that's that's the Pokemon, right? <laughs> that's the Pokemon. When I die, I want them to use that spatula they use to pop my brain out first. That's a i'm cool with that (laughs) Yeah,
3: that's why we had the more so it's a friend of mine um he actually is my video editor He's the one that edits all my night terrors and stuff that i do and um so he used to be a mortician and that's actually how we became friends we met at a bigfoot function and someone was like hey you like really dark gross stuff here this guy used to be a mortician and so we sat down and like we just talked about like all his horror stories and stuff it was awesome Anyway, so we became friends, and so we had him on Planet Fear, and I was like, okay, say you're laying there, you're locked in, you can't move, your heart rate is almost down to zero, but you're still alive, you know, what are they gonna do first? And he said, honestly, he said we, um, it's like uh, craniotomy, then your chest, and then down. He said, so we would start on your, or I think he said maybe it was your um, your sternum first, or whatever, he said, basically we do like a Y incision, He's like, and I said, so if you saw fresh blood at that point, you would know the person was alive. What would you do? He said, well, I would either stop and send him to the hospital or hurry up so that they don't sue me. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. It was a really good episode. Um, I mean, he told us, like, all the all the horror stories of, like, uh, being a mortician and, had like one time he was in school he had a guy pull up with his dead grandma in the car and he was like can y'all embalm her for me i can't afford to take her to a funeral home and they did i mean so yeah stuff like that it's a really good episode
0: that's so funny that you tell that because we were on our way back from a fishing trip last weekend my buddy was telling me about he was friends with the person that was well it's the funeral home in your all's hometown and they were in the more yeah. drinking getting blasted and one of the bodies just yeah. went through the,
3: yeah.
0: the air. yeah and they were like fuck this <laughs> yeah
3: one of the, said, bodies, what
0: bodies it? did what it,
3: rigor mortis their arm went up yeah yeah I'm,
2: um could be a mortician but here here's where it gets dark the only thing that stopped me from doing it i couldn't do kids
3: So that's mainly what Logan worked on was children um, and elderly. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, um, babies, uh, especially like children that died shortly after birth, the coroner would always do a full autopsy on them. And so Logan would have to like put their faces and stuff back together. And he said he said it never bothered me. He said, that's, I would always get, I would always do them because I was the only person like it didn't bother me. He said, but I would put their little faces back together and stuff. He said, I hated that they always did a full autopsy on all the babies. And I said, well, I can understand that because the, they want to know what happened and what they could do to prevent that baby dying next time, you know? So yeah, I was like, I mean, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do kids or elderly. That's my, that's my weak spot. I can't do it. I got a soft spot for that.
2: And that's the segment that's going to get us a uh, extra warning before the video. <laughs> <laughs> You're
3: welcome. <laughs> I mean, I think if I think if we could manage it on Planet Fear, I think you guys are good because uh, we talk about. I mean, so we talked about the Ripper Crew on Planet Fear, and um, the Ripper Crew was this nasty murder gang, man. They're oh, they were bad. They were a cult basically, and. They would kidnap women and stab them and i don't I don't want to get y'all like taken off the air, but it got really bad they would Wait, do...
1: we're we're on our way out anyway okay off well, of they YouTube. would
3: they would like cut off the women's mammaries, and all of the guys would masturbate into the breast and then eat the pieces of the breast. another guy read the book of satan or whatever it's called and they prayed to satan while they did that
2: i was reading about it right then and i thought this said cannabis i was like why is they why are they throwing cannabis in a serial killer and rapist now oh, i was no. like oh, cannibals
3: cannibalism yeah necrophilia cannibalism <laughs> satanism all the isms it was really bad it was it was really gross and i was like this is like the one that i had to walk away for a little bit i was like man i just don't know if i can finish researching this this gig is nasty and uh but we did get a good laugh out of it because they kept the extra pieces of their meals or snacks or whatever they call them their little snack packs um they kept it in a box and so my co-host kept calling it the boob box which yeah, it was so disrespectful but it was so damn funny <laughs> yeah it's it, it it was a gnarly we covered some gnarly ones um the girl scout murders here in oklahoma uh that one was really hard um we covered that one we covered it was a two-parter one was the murder case and one was like the paranormal part of it which was really cool um spontaneous human combustion i mean we cover we've covered a lot we're on our twenty twenty-fourth 24th episode i think so yeah it's a really good show. I've really There's enjoyed a lot it. Of,
1: a lot of production that you put into those. It looks like.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a uh, time consuming, but again, like I love putting out the content, you know, so, um, night callers, I'm actually on hi- hiatus this month because we're going to, washington to the Medellin falls bigfoot conference in washington it's my first time going to the pacific northwest i'm so excited um so we're driving up to washington and then coming down the west coast and then back so i'm pretty excited um get to meet a lot of people that i respect in the bigfoot community and uh you know sell some things buy some things all the things
0: you know what my first thought was i'd like to go tuna fishing out there <laughs> yeah,
3: we will be bringing our poles not for tuna but um just for all the things we can catch because we're going through colorado and stuff and so we're going to stop and camp in the rv every night and so it's like everywhere we camp i'm going to be finding the lake like you can, you can bet so we've got our poles we've got you know we're ready uh it's it's going to be a long trip, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to get to see a lot of things. I really wanted to swing by Area 51, but that's just it's kind of out of the way and I can't get that close anyway, so it's like, you
2: know. Yeah. You better make it quick through California before that fault line goes off.
3: <laughs> or just the gas prices alone, you know, I'm going to have to like sell one of my children to get home. <laughs>
2: Don't buy any cigarettes or ammo out there.
3: <laughs> it's, it's so bad. But I'm really I'm really excited to go. And uh, I, I've never been west of, like, New Mexico and Colorado or north of that even. So I'm really excited. That'd be fun. Next if year, I, I'll do y'all's area again. If,
2: if yeah. I went to the lottery, I'm going to the uh, DB Cooper thing they have in west Washington. This October. <laughs>
3: yeah, my son, actually, so he watches Adventure Agents. I don't know if y'all know about them on YouTube. And uh, he loves them. I personally think it's one of the more annoying shows that they watch. But um, So he's, like, dead set. He's going to meet them and help them find D.B. Cooper. Like, he's obsessed. And I'm proud of him for his passion and dedication. But,
2: you know. he's uh... Oh he's dead <laughs>
3: <laughs> we had like the, No, my eight year old's gonna solve the mystery and you're gonna feel real dumb, aren't you? <laughs> that's
2: awesome. I hope he does.
1: <laughs> when we had the Cooper Vortex on, like that guy goes to that he's one of the speakers at the convention every year. Um it it was super crazy to talk to him about that. There's so many possibilities.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Almost well, as many as Bigfoot.
3: <laughs> oh Bigfoot. I'm actually I've, there's a guy I've been trying to get on my show. He, um, he, his whole slant is that he's proving Bigfoot is not real. Like oh. that's the slant he's taking now. And so I've been trying to get him on my show, but he's like, "I'm taking a break from all social media and all podcasts and everything." I'm like, "I mean, I get that, but like." He's a
0: hater. He's scared. Yeah. That's
3: because he didn't
1: want to put on the heavyweight gloves. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he just, uh, got really, um.
0: He whimped out
3: he got he was very done with the bigfoot community which i understand so um
1: i've been designing a tattoo and so (laughs) the the tattoo is going to be i don't know if you know this about me but i'm super passionate about chicken wings (laughs) (laughs) like Like i i am a like the wrestling move or like the i I can make the (laughs) best chicken wings you've ever had in your life Okay. So it's gonna I feel be... really
3: bad telling you that I don't like chicken wings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, it's oh gonna God. be it's gonna be a chicken wing turning super sad, uh-huh. and then on the other side it's gonna be Bigfoot turning super sad, oh. and the, and they're gonna be like going at each other.
2: Okay. It's funny that you brought up the wrestling uh-huh. move because Tully is a big fan of both, and his yeah. wife hates him for both uh-huh. of those.
3: like where will this tattoo be like on your bicep and you just flex and they fight each other or like you do the like thunder and lightning like what i haven't decided yet is it gonna be on a more like backside location and yeah
1: it may be just like a big like a landscape you know got the The mountains and stuff behind them and then well how do you make them fight is my question like it's gonna be like one of those stills where like both of them are
2: about to punch oh, each other like in Rocky, you know. I, mean, I, okay. I thought he's going to get them on his fingers and make them go
3: doo 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 doo. <laughs> I was thinking more like his bottom area, and then like when he squeezes, like they that you know that's where I went with it. I'm sorry, that's me in a nutshell. That's but like, nice. yeah, I'm just I don't want a presentation afterwards, but you have to let us know how it goes. You
2: know? I'll let you, I'll let you know. I'll be the <laughs> one to see it. <laughs>
3: Yeah, but, no, but we'll uh,
2: see. I like you abandoned the thought of getting my face tattooed on you. That actually makes me feel better. <laughs> oh, no, that, that's that's in queue. Jesus, don't do that. I've got a <laughs> I've, I've got a
1: picture of Cecil in his younger days, where he legit looks like an 1800s bare knuckle boxer that I'm gonna get tattooed at some point.
3: Oh, he's ignoring you. <laughs> he said nah. Um, I do have some friends that are very much into the wrestling world. uh, Logan being one of them, my video guy. But um, Bob Dominguez, he's the one that we had on as our first guest on Planet Fear. He has the show Bigfoot Club podcast. um, And the whole premise of that show was Bigfoot and wrestling. And they talk about that. So let's might check that out.
0: Wrestling sucks now. I know a guy that at one point in time dressed up like, a wrestler at a big meeting. Not gonna say any names.
2: Oh yeah, to Tully do that.
0: Yeah, who were uh, you telling?
2: Did I dress up as a wrestler? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well
1: no, I, I I, I dress you. I dressed up as a an executive that worked with us. Yeah.
2: And then one time we uh did the Macklemore thing when we came down and he's wearing a big fur coat. <laughs>
3: oh, <my God. laughs>
2: Yeah, they what? used to they used to
1: humiliate us at work constantly.
3: Fixer, <laughs> or it didn't happen.
0: Were you were so you like, there for the big wrestling thing that we had at the meeting? No, nah, I quit by then.
1: I probably was, I just don't remember.
2: <laughs> okay. If I was there I was drunk. The thing shit. was
1: I, <laughs>
0: Honestly, <laughs> at these at these meetings, I I'm I'm almost always the MC of the meeting, no matter what we do. And I'm not a fan of wrestling. And they had they made me play. Who's the big guy? Oh, the guy that always interviewed the wrestlers in the old days. Tully. Uh,
1: it's it's
0: a little mustache. Mean Gene. Yeah, Mean Gene. They made me dress up as Mean Gene and play that part, and I fucking hated doing it because I hated wrestling. But I did it. Yeah, I'll be honest.
1: Like, I think Cecil confused me with holler. Yeah. Maybe it was holler. I've never been huge on wrestling.
2: No, I didn't say you was the one dressed like a wrestler. God damn it. (laughs) 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 That was not
4: him. I'm
2: getting all confused.
1: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: but um but nah, i was probably drunk if i still worked there that's how Are you throw those around.
1: bigfoot finger what, what
2: what is that oh that's cool i want to awesome. pay finger feet finger big feet how finger many people have you tricked with those
3: <laughs> i actually did a promo with uh i just got my new night collar stickers in and so i did like a video of me walking across them with these they were like dancing you know, um, a friend of mine bought these for me and I'm going to take them on the trip and like take a picture at the Grand Canyon take a picture of the thing. Also, okay. I literally sit there and play with these, uh, during all my shows, but I don't hold them up like this. I just, uh, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I'm like five year old, I sit there and play with toys and I doodle and yeah. So, you know, <laughs>
1: awesome. yeah, I would say that you have at least the second coolest room out of anybody we've had on oh yeah way to put her at second place well Uh, no i said at least
3: this is my office (laughs) and then my studio is where i usually record and it's uh way too hot in there right now like i was like i'm just gonna have to deal with the floor noise up in here but yeah i've got my um i've got my let's see if i can do this got my like wall of stuff i have my paintings did you guys see this one? Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. You that, like
2: I, it? That Bert Reynolds pose. Awesome. <laughs> a
3: possum. It made me
0: think Jackie Boone on <laughs> *Semi-Pro*.
3: With a possum, y'all. Anyway, so I have those, and then I have my um, I have Fergie. Because she's got lady lumps um and then i have another painting move fergs move i have another painting on a bigfoot and then i have my uh silhouette up there where you can barely see it but yeah i have a silhouette i actually was at a conference and i saw a guy that had the same hometown as me and he was selling bigfoot stuff and so i walked up to him and i said hey i've seen you at a couple conferences um I was like, I, I really like your stuff. And I'm from Broken Arrow, too. And he's like, aren't you Lauren from Night Colors? And I'm just like, uh, yeah, that's me. And he's like, I love your show. He's like, pick anything you want. Just take one of those. And I'm like, well, yeah. You know, it was, it was really awesome. Um, you should be like,
2: can I have more?
3: <laughs> I like, can I have one of the six-foot ones, though? So, no. Um, yeah, I love my little Bigfoot shrine, I guess. I've um, well, got all my stuff. And well, then I have, like... All my new cryptid stuff that I like got, and uh, I wanna, I wanna contest uh, cryptids for a cause. And so I got just all kinds of good cryptid stuff. I got soap, y'all. I got the Hopkinsville Goblin soap.
2: <laughs> um, if I ever get back over to Hazard, if they've rebuilt the Mother Goose House, I'll get you what I got totally, and I'll get him to get me your address. and I'll send it to you.
3: Yeah.
2: It's a pretty cool little Bigfoot thing.
3: So I'm uh okay. Like I'm branching out, um like I'm still gonna do Bigfoot always and paranormal, but I'm branching out into cryptids, so
2: but yeah, there's a place over You wear
3: pants? Who wears me? pants when they record a podcast? That's lame.
2: Me and Reed That's don't awesome. wear anything below.
3: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: I we love go, that go wood. Go it, <laughs> people people in my neighborhood love me, Lauren. I live in a uh subdivision. Uh, a a newer subdivision and I have a 400 pound concrete Bigfoot statue in front of my house
3: (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) I want one of those so bad but then like I harbor this secret fear that some stalker is going to find my house by the Bigfoot you know like I it's so stupid but like internet predators scare the crap out of me so but yet I've given my address out to several people to send me merch so you know
2: um. When you send it to Tolly for me to send you that, if I get you one, I'm <laughs> on, I'm going to just leave it up for a whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's so wrong.
4: That's all, awful.
2: So all two of our listeners will know. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um,
3: no, but uh, yeah, I got, a, I've, I've acquired a lot of uh, stuff over the years. I know I have a friend that gives me crap. He's like, how many Bigfoot shirts do you have? And I was like, well, I mean, I gotta represent oh. all of them. Like, I got my Squatchiest Folk shirt. Uh, I have my favorite one. Actually, has a picture of Harry from Harry and the Hendersons with a crown on, and it says Notorious B.I.G. Like, nice. Nice. yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, that's my favorite one. Yeah, I've got a lot of if, them.
1: Do you know if the Squatchiest Folk comes in a tank top? <laughs>
3: for it it sure does. Uh... <laughs>
1: I, I mean, I probably haven't mentioned this before, but this is literally my work attire. And
3: I gathered that uh from watching the videos. So, uh
2: <laughs> executive wearing a tank top. <laughs> I, don't,
1: I don't believe in uh I don't believe in in uh jeans and stuff anymore, man. I'll, I'll oh. never wear another pair of jeans. Or a regular shirt in my life,
2: unless the it's uh, somebody getting married. The CEO calls, told totally you like thing big buddies, sense. and told he's got to go to a city hall meeting or something. He walks in wearing ball shorts and a fucking tank top. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I actually, uh, you know, whenever people are like, you know, what do you, describe what you do badly or whatever, I always tell them like I talk to people about Bigfoot in front of thousands of other people while not wearing pants. <laughs> i get paid to do, not very much but i get paid to do that <laughs> yeah yeah
2: it, i, I since, wish uh, i got paid i started only fans but i only got one person subscribed <laughs>
3: <laughs> you can move over to only toes buddy <laughs> i'm trying
2: my mm-hmm. damn scarred my foot up though <laughs>
3: sniffer i bet you'd do good at sniffer
2: i don't know what that is
3: just get you some
2: research <laughs>
3: get um, you a vacuum sealer
2: yeah okay. all right <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to start selling farts in jars but my wife won't let me
3: well i'm pretty sure this is like a, you can do the basically the same thing but you know it's it's cool It's amazing the crap that I see on Facebook and I know so much about and everyone's like, wow, you're into some weird stuff. And I'm like, no, Facebook is into weird stuff. I just witness it. (laughs) I am a font of knowledge. Like, let me tell you about Bigfoot erotica. Okay. That is a big thing. (laughs) And people like freak out when I talk about it and I'm like, y'all it's, it's happening, whether you want it to or not, there are authors. They have not contacted me, but they have contacted a very good friend of mine who has a Bigfoot podcast, and Bigfoot erotica authors have asked him to be able to go on his show and talk about their books.
2: Tell them to come on ours.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So I was telling my mom about it, and my mom, she's a very nice Christian lady, but also she's old school Bigfoot community. And so I was telling her about that she was just like, could not believe this was a thing. So I went to Amazon, found one of the books and I started reading like the back cover to her or whatever. She was losing her mind. I don't remember what it was called, but I decided I'm going to write my own. It's going to be called Sweaty with Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> it is, that's copyrighted. No one can take that. Either that or Smash Squatch. I haven't decided yet. It might be a two-parter. Smash <laughs> Max, it's going to be great.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> a, a,
0: we need to start that hashtag.
2: <laughs> hashtag
0: hashtag 2022.
3: <laughs> I mean, so... <laughs> but these, these books, they're like... I was reading the back cover to her, and she's just like sitting there, and she just looks so disgusted. I mean, like... It's religious.
2: Disgusted. I'm not joking. I would love to talk to one of those people. <laughs> well,
3: I, was talking to her and I was like, you know, I said, Mom, I said, people like... I said, this is just a genre of like romance novel. I said, they have, um, you know, paranormal uh, romance novels. I said, so like werewolves and humans doing the diggity, whatever. I said, so this is just kind of a spinoff of that. I was like, it's not that big a deal. I'm not into it, but it's not a big deal. And she's like, but have you smelled a Bigfoot? <laughs> have the, they don't bathe. I mean, that's what got her was that the cleanliness it was so funny it, it was a uh, drunk campfire conversation it was freaking hilarious i'll oh. never forget that conversation That's funny. so yeah, yeah if i if i get a hold of one i will send them y'all's <laughs> way for sure
2: <laughs> we
3: you're welcome getting I, sweaty with I, Yeti.
1: I, I don't know if i could do that one
2: i'll do it i don't care <laughs> I, mean, I, have,
1: I have a hard time i have a hard time keeping a straight face anyway
2: well, the thing about romance, like she says, just like any other romance novel, I remember my grandmother had a shed full of romance novels with Fabio just sweat on the cover.
3: They get gnarly, man. They get they get plain nasty. Yeah. Um. But this one, I was reading the back, and I was just like, oh my gosh! Like it really gets like right into it. It was it was crazy. Uh. But there was a, a senator, a senator, a congressman from Virginia, and he had written some Bigfoot erotica. And <laughs> so he ran and actually, I believe he won. You can look it up. Like, if you look, if you type in Bigfoot erotica into your Google search engine, he will pop up.
2: And
3: he he scam- in, um, him.
1: was he in the boob box group? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
2: erotica.
3: Yeah, Bigfoot Erotica. <laughs> and if you scroll you. down, he'll pop up.
2: I go. think I'm going to spell Bigfoot erotica.
3: How do you spell <laughs> that? Anyway, so along with that, there's a I cryptid think. toy line. Wait. I just feel like you should know. I'm making Henry blush, but you guys, it's a real thing.
0: We found it. We found it. Two directional okay.
3: See, yeah, that huh.
1: My My face is so red,
3: literally, from <laughs> laughing. <laughs> I,
2: uh, uh-huh. I just want to start reading. I don't want to fucking register. That's how they get you. They want you to register. Pay us $10 so you can read about this guy who wrote Big Fart. Big Fart. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's a whole new genre. You crossed over there. But you have to go back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that could be your... What did you say the name of that website was? What? The Back vacuum sealed
3: oh sniffer that could be your your
1: name
2: <laughs> on sniffer fart. Cecil. <laughs> big fart <laughs> do it go for it i'm still working on my book
3: yeah i actually am writing a book right now and i'm about to launch another one so um n- they have nothing to do with bigfoot erotica
2: um, uh, mine is uh mine is erotic asphyxiation and survivors tell <laughs>
4: <laughs> is that how it went down? <laughs> I won't judge you.
0: No. I'm just... I'm just... <laughs>
2: That's just a joke, I tell
0: okay,
3: oh. <laughs> <laughs> you. hit the ditch.
0: The scary thing is I'm stuck in a corner over here. He's got me blocked in. So... Uh,
3: yeah, I live in a house full of dudes. I know what's up. Like, it's, yeah.
2: yeah. Well, this room right here is my all room. I work here for work. I record music or do this this is a this is a semi it's a swiss army room
3: yeah same here my office my studio my storage i got all my merch up in here like we got hats we got keychains we got shot glasses we got t-shirts stickers yeah i got all my merch i got i have like three recording areas so i have my studio i have right here and then i have a chair over there where i do my zoom interviews with so, like I, I have this thing on my show. If you're a member and you have a membership, I have once a month a Zoom chat where you get to help me interview the guest. And so we all get on Zoom and we all just chat with the guest. Um, I've had a couple different ones on. I had Micah Hanks on. That was probably hands down my favorite Zoom chat interview. It was so much fun. Um, and it actually it always ends turns into this show and tell thing. So Micah Hanks, he's in uh he's into I guess it's called napping um where you um find like arrowheads and stuff like that and so my friend steven is into that and so they end up like they're showing their arrowheads that they found to each other like it was so cool and uh we always have a great time on it but that was probably one of my favorites and i will say before we you know sign off eventually um that if you want like a crash course on bigfoot and history on bigfoot Go listen to Micah Hanks' show on his uh, podcast, the Micah Hanks Program, and find his Bigfoot episode. He does, like, a rundown on the history, and, like, there was stuff in there I had never heard. And um, it's it's a really good beginner course on Bigfoot before you, you know, really get into it,
2: I will say. Uh, Reed knows where the massacre happened, where you can find all kinds of arrowheads. I do. I have quite a
0: collection myself. Uh, awesome. Unfortunately, uh, corporate America has fucked that side up and put a dollar store. Yeah, on the there's top a dollar store it. there. Of
3: course. Oh my. I'm God. convinced. You Actually, know, when people say, "Where are the Bigfoot bodies?" I'm convinced they're buried beneath Dollar Generals.
4: I think <laughs> so too.
3: I'm not kidding. Like that is one of my theories. That and Big Brother knows there's Bigfoot and collects the bodies. That's another one of my theories. But, but also,
1: for sure, collecting the bodies.
3: Yeah, and that if you have a sighting, yeah, if you have a sighting or, you know, if you find a dead body, like, I truly believe that um, if you message somebody or call somebody and say, hey, I found a Bigfoot body or whatever, like, I truly 100% believe that they will go get that body before you can get back.
2: I know what I'm going to do with it. If I ever catch one, I'm going to drive straight to Frankfurt and hoist it up on my shoulders and walk up the Capitol stairs. <laughs>
3: You cut (laughs) the thumb off and take it with you, and then, yeah, and then, yeah,
2: that's my plan. Did you say take the thumb off and wear it like this? (laughs) Take the thumb,
3: put it in an evidence bag, keep the thumb, leave the rest there. (laughs) But.
2: The Dollar General conspiracy, I've got, uh, I I believe there is something up with that. I, I don't think they actually build Dollar Generals. I think they are a living organism at this point.
1: So, Okay. So if one of us ever finds a Bigfoot corpse, we take the thumb and then we have to engage the entire community before we go public with it.
2: But you can't do it over any open lines. (laughs) It all has to be written
3: out. Yeah, if you take a picture, do it with like a Polaroid camera or something. Um, Like don't take a picture on your phone. It will disappear. Uh, Don't call anybody yeah like, so is, a,
1: is there like a code word
3: or something like
1: how's anybody gonna be able to tell anybody about it
3: <laughs> i mean you drive to somebody's house and say all right like how do we get this to a lab and get it examined privately and yeah
2: That's... we could do it like back in the day when we was trying to buy weed over phone hey man you got any tomatoes
3: <laughs> <laughs> i need
2: about a quarter sack of tomatoes <laughs>
3: oh that's funny oh man yeah i mean you can you can have a code word i guess but uh yeah i haven't worked out the logistics i just know my first plan of action is not to call anybody not to take pictures and to take a piece of evidence and run first
2: off like winning the lottery don't call nobody don't tell nobody Yeah, exactly like
3: i don't (laughs) want big brother to know that i found one but i also don't want uh I want to take a piece before the rest of the Bigfoot's family comes out of the woods and tries to kill me. Oh. So that's twofold. But, yeah, we have uh, we have all this uh, great merch, and uh, we actually just expanded it. There's a new line that I put out that's, like, a dark camo, and it has the bright orange lettering on it. Um, it looks really badass. I really like it. I'm excited about it. Um, but, yeah. And that's so. also
1: at your um, link tree or
3: yeah so if you go to my link tree um or go to my website nightcollarsproductions.com it'll take you to my merch site and i have all of my night color stuff you can't get the hats on that one though uh these are i sell them um and ship them to people so but yeah yeah we have i have a lot of merch uh, a lot of good stuff and uh you know whenever people buy merch like it I, it doesn't go into my pocket. It doesn't buy me a new pair of shoes. Like it pays for subscriptions for all of my different stuff that I use to edit the show and and bring the show, you know, different equipment and stuff like that. So, yeah.
1: In October, <laughs> we have another one of our um, guests that are that are coming to explore Bobby Mackey's, like the ghost hunt here. Uh-huh. Um, like up next to me. I'm I'm within probably. 15 minutes of Cincinnati. Okay. And Cecil and Reed are more like 25 minutes away from Tennessee.
3: Yeah. And
2: um, Bobby Mackey's is cool. I like Bobby Mackey's. You can get shit face and then go on a little ghost tour.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I went to uh, Galveston um, at the end of April for Logan's birthday and Uh, Me and my mom did like a girls trip and we actually went on a ghost tour there in like one of their old graveyards. It was pretty cool. I didn't see anything. But uh, um, I was also fairly inebriated, which if you go to Facebook, I know you all don't do Facebook, but if you go to Facebook, you can watch my live video where I was intoxicated. Um, And then I had to go on an adventure to find a bathroom. And turns out the tour guide will tell you straight up, just go behind a tombstone. I didn't know that. I went on an adventure. My mom ended up peeing on a tombstone next to some Mardi Gras beads. I don't know.
1: That's like, a bad <laughs> juju. <Jesus. laughs>
3: like she so. peed next to it and she said I prayed over it first. Like I told her that's... I was sorry and prayed for her. And I was like, oh, that's nice. That's a nice Southern lady right there. She prayed over the dead person before she peed.
2: Why did they tell you to go piss on dead bodies?
3: Well, I mean, they're like, oh, you have to pee. Like there's no public bathroom at the cemetery. So they tell you just like go over there and make sure you're well hidden. Well, <laughs> okay. right. but um, it was funny because I was looking at Airbnbs and I came across one that was like, you know, enjoy our beachside Airbnb, not haunted. And I was like, hmm, seems a little suspicious to me, just going to say. And I was like, skip, like, I don't, I got enough ghost in my well, life. Yeah, I don't need yeah. that. <laughs> so I skipped it. Literally our Airbnb was haunted, the one we picked and stayed in. And I'm just like, really? this this is what we're doing so uh if there's ever
1: a like a convention in the surrounding states or area we'll have to all plan on going one time i've never been to a bigfoot uh convention
3: yeah we have um i mean y'all have your uh smoky mountain one and then we have there's one in Virginia one of the Virginia's areas that I've been invited to um they were like you know we'll set up a table for you like we'll pay for it and I'm like man like it's the week after Medellin falls so I would have to like fly there I was like man if y'all buy me a plane ticket I can do it otherwise like there's I can't make it this year but um but there's so many that are put on now and I don't know. I would say probably like Missouri would be in the middle of all of us, but I don't know if I think there's a Missouri one, but I don't know. Um but yeah, I'd love to go. Oh, wait. Wait 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 wait. wait. I want to say that my mom is planning an expedition to Kentucky to research to the place that I went um last year year before last. When did I go? Whenever I went. Uh-huh. Um I think this fall, actually, she's planning it. It was um, in southern Kentucky.
2: Yeah, just let us know. Yeah. Am I allowed to bring my gun?
3: (laughs) Yeah. Are you kidding? (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't go anywhere without my gun. Like, no, 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 no. Mostly uh, here for hogs and big cats, because death from above, am I right? Um, And also methods homie don't homie don't play like i don't play uh
4: people people scare the the crap out of me
3: (laughs) you know that's the whole premise of planet fear podcast is that um there's a lot of otherworldly monsters but the human monsters scare me more than anything so
4: yeah
2: so to the point of ghost do you think that bigfoot might just be ghost of like ancient creatures
3: I mean, there's a lot of people that uh, believe that Bigfoot are paranormal, believe that Bigfoot are um, interdimensional, and there are a lot of Native American tribes that believe that Bigfoot are the outcast or shunned spirits. Um, basically if you've been outcast or shunned, your spirit is doomed to walk the shadow lands forever. And that's what a Bigfoot is. The Navajo tribe specifically, they do not talk about Bigfoot, um, because it's bad juju and they're the shunned ones, the dark ones. We don't talk about them. Um, I don't, I think they're flesh and blood personally, but I have heard of people using spirit boxes to try to find Bigfoot.
0: Wow. I think I'm in the camp with you. I think they're flesh and blood.
3: Me too. i i have become more open-minded about them maybe having extrasensory gifts or abilities um and you know yeah, everyone's I did, like like get shop 52 times and <laughs> yeah, you know, being able—Superman, no, but um, like infrasound for sure. I've experienced infrasound so many times, so that's um, that's something I believe that they do. But also, like elephants and alligators and lions do that as well. So that's something that a bigger animal can do is infrasound, um, which is high frequency waves. Um, but as for—and I hate the term mind speak. I hate it. It's so redundant because there's already a term called telepathy for that um it hasn't happened to me so i don't know how much i believe it but there's more and more cases of it happening and people coming forward with it so who am i to say that they're lying um so you know i i do believe that they may have gifts that humans have too we have those same gifts we can't say that telepathy is not a thing because we know it is men who stare at goats right i mean we can't say the infrasound's is not a thing we know it is so there are the woo things that people are saying that we do see in our world and so it it rankles for me i don't want to solve a mystery with another mystery but these are things that are in our real world now cloaking um interdimensional portals and travel that it's a little out of my element i don't know um i would rather stick with their flesh and blood but um there are so many witness encounters of people having these experiences and so it's it's just like the bigfoot phenomena itself it's not this sighting or that sighting it's the sum of all the parts right we're having mass sightings all over north america and all over the world so it's not this sighting in Oklahoma and that sighting in the Pacific Northwest, and that's why we believe that Bigfoot's a thing. No, it's all these sightings coming together. Like there's something going on and we can't say that it's not true. Now, for the paranormal side, the woo side, people are having these experiences and yeah, they sound crazy. And yeah, we don't want to believe it. The flesh and blood part of the community, especially, they're very stringent about that. They like shun people that are woo. I mean, it's like, it's serious um but to me people are having these experiences so i I, there's we have to at least use all of the tools in our toolbox and during research and investigation and keep an open mind
2: i agree with that i I like to go go bigfoot hunting but i'm scared that when i see one i'll let out that (laughs) like scream and embarrass myself
3: (laughs) probably me too (laughs) I'll probably go into shock. Um, I could definitely see myself like going numb and like going into shock and having like a full body, out of body experience like at that point. But um, I don't know how I'm going to react. I know my mom, whenever it happened to her, she went into shock and she lost time. She sat down on the couch and like came to and it was like in the morning and she looked around and she's like, whoa, you know. So um, I could see being so mind screwed that that happened.
1: This is going to be a a complete turn, but (laughs) the last thing that I wanted to ask you about is what you thought, and I know you don't cover a lot of alien stuff, but Mm -hmm. what do you think about uh, the Pentagon releasing everything that they know about aliens this month?
3: Well, I can tell you my theory. Let's not have an AC. It's killing me. Um, I can tell you that my theory on that in regards to bigfoot um is so for years Anytime there was a ufo sighting or anything like that it was mocked in the media right especially in the beginning uh anyone that had that sighting they were mocked and made fun of witnesses were mocked some people and, were
1: institutionalized
3: yeah so then you get into later years and it seems like the more recent years there's been more and more and more coverage on it that wasn't mocking and then all of a sudden ufos are real and they slipped it in and beneath covid too it was like (laughs) ufos are real and then they just went about their business (laughs) like they didn't just drop this bomb and like every single freaking ufo head conspiracy theorist was vindicated like they just totally went about their business so i my projection is that the same thing will happen with Bigfoot. Um, That in the beginning we were mocked and mocked and then finding Bigfoot came out and then all these other Bigfoot shows come out and it's like, they're slowly conditioning us to be okay. Because if you drop a bombshell like UFOs, Bigfoot, whatever, if you drop the bombshell that this is real, human nature is we're going to lose our damn minds because we can't take something that, Radical in our everyday world, right? Yeah. So they're conditioning us, and then it, it, you can see it. Bigfoot, there are news things that come out, news briefs that come out now, and they're like, Is this a Bigfoot? Blah, blah And they don't make fun of it anymore. I don't know if you guys have noticed that whenever there's footage released on big news networks, they don't make fun of it anymore. They have that serious newscast. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Did yeah. you yeah. see this footage out of Canada? blah blah blah. blah, blah. It's serious now. And there's more and more people that are being interviewed about it that are not toothless and ruthless, you know, and so because uh, they always find <laughs> the most toothless backwoods redneck to talk about it and uh, or the craziest looking person. And I just really feel like they're conditioning us to where, you know, here in about a couple of years, they're going to just drop the bomb Big Coaster and then just go on about their business. My my theory. <laughs> It's
2: probably true because like uh Agent K said in Man in Black, imagine what we'll know tomorrow. Oh well, yeah. I've, <laughs> seen this, I've seen the same thing about
1: um Nessie, like mm-hmm. that appara- apparently you it know it's not it's that it's not just one, it's a bunch and that they're yeah. very aggressive.
3: Yeah, I've actually so I had Max Hawthorne on. He wrote uh so he's he does uh water cryptids and he actually wrote a series it's fiction um but about the pleosaurs and plesiosaurs and stuff and about how they like escape this underwater volcano thing and then they attack earth whatever it's terrifying and i'll tell you i don't like dark water anyway and i went kayaking after i read the book and like a tree stump bumped my kayak i'm not gonna lie i peed a little All right. Like it scared the entire crap out of me after reading that damn book, but he covers water cryptids. And so you just, you have to read his books. Like they're so freaking good. I 10 out of 10. Um, but I had him on the show. And so we talked about just different water cryptids and the sightings and investigations he's done. It was freaking fascinating, terrifying, but fascinating. You know, it's like, you think you're safe because you're on land, but Whenever you're on the water, like you're on their territory, man. Like they're it's it's scary. Yeah.
2: And, uh, this is and... another reason to be terrified of dark water. Did you <laughs> did you hear today that a man actually got swallowed by a friggin' humpback yes. well? Yes. Like journal? lived. Got yeah. swallowed. And he... Uh, and he lived, back. you said? Yeah, yes. Uh, his name's Jonas. No, I'm joking. No, <laughs> shut up, <laughs> I'm joking about that. But, <laughs> but that's true. That is he was a story. A, he was a lobster diver, and he was down there checking his traps. And he I thought you
1: had up. David going along with you on that.
3: <laughs> I, was, I was just like, oh, I'm good, good, but I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there's a the, – yeah. Talking to Max, you know, there was just um a lot of things that he's investigated that they've seen, like um like pleosaur type sightings, um megalodon, you know, like stuff like that. And it's just Some um
1: Megalodon terr- sightings I've yeah. seen videos of and that is scary. That's like it's terrifying. It, it doesn't matter if you're in a helicopter or what, like seeing something that massive.
3: Mm-hmm. It, we have it, In Oklahoma, we have our own cryptid, besides Bigfoot. It's the Oklahoma octopus. And it's actually in a lake really close to my home that we fish a lot. And I didn't know this until after we'd been fishing it for years. And um, it's reddish brown. And it's like the size of like a, a big truck, allegedly. And so people would go missing and drown on this lake. And there's a couple lakes. And um, they would, like, see tentacles and stuff, and, like, then it would drag people under. Now, it's been proven to be a hoax. I say that, but I really feel like it's more like um, if it's been proven to be a hoax. I don't know. I'm always dubious on that. Like, has it been proven to be a hoax, or are they just wanting to not impact their fish and wildlife, you know?
1: one One of the lakes that Dave fishes on. I wouldn't have believed it if I hadn't seen it with my own eyes, but literally in the middle of southeastern Kentucky, during a certain time of year, people can pull jellyfish out of this lake.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing about octopi um, is that they are the most adaptable freaking creatures. They can literally go from saltwater to freshwater and be okay. And so the theory is that they moved like up the Mississippi and then through creeks and rivers and ended up in this lake and got huge because there's no other, um, you know, counter predators. And so the food sources were rich and they were fine. Um, That's the theory. Now, octopi can do that. They are very adaptable, but I just highly doubt they made it all the way to Oklahoma. You know, unless somebody dumped their pet in there and it just, you know, turned into the kraken. I don't know, but. That's usually what
2: I do whenever I get something exotic and I don't want anyone to just dump in Laurel Lake, which I is mean, like,
3: you know, works for ex-husbands and, you know, anacondas. You actually
2: can't swim on uh, Laurel Lake right now because of an E. coli breakout. <laughs> yeah.
0: They shut they, the beach down at Laurel Lake because it's uh, infested
1: E. coli.
3: They're just telling you that. Really, is, it's, it's you know,
1: It's it just it's a spooky lake anyway, so it's an artificial lake. They flooded the valley with the town still intact. Mm, and cool. years, years and years ago, there were were divers that went down and were investigating the cemetery that's down there. Mm-hmm. And one of the gravestones fell over and killed the diver. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That's that's, that's a true story.
3: So the lake, like where I'm from, is Altus, Oklahoma and lake lugert is uh our big lake up there and it used to be the town of lugert and it was taken out by a tornado twice the entire <laughs> town was leveled twice and so they flooded it and made it a lake but it's always like if it gets too low you can see the foundations of the buildings and stuff and i always go like full silent hill in my head like i'm just like wow, oh, like there's you know
2: i don't know why it's always been a dream of mine to explore buildings underwater
3: um so i had um, that sounds terrible (laughs) so bad okay so i interviewed mary joyce on my show and so she has a a website and it's called sky ships over cashiers i believe it's very random but um she so she studies you know all kinds of weird things um her one of her things that she studies is little people like the Cherokee little people <laughs> 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 and I had her on. She was um interesting. And so she does like encounters with an ancient race of little people, but she also studies um, like she did a whole episode on uh, the this underwater city off the coast of California, oh, and you so- can find it through Google Maps but the government won't like go research it or anything. It was crazy. Like it, it's just, it's mind boggling. Like there's not Atlantis, but I mean, there's an underwater civilization and me as a resident of, you know, the United States, I would like to know why that ancient civilization is underwater now. And if we are soon going to be underwater, you know, like I just feel like there's a lot that could be gleaned from that and they won't even go look into it. Um, also, she covers, Uh, Whenever the giant skeletons were unearthed, I believe in Kentucky, um, and the Smithsonian came and took them away, and then they just disappeared forever. It's
1: always the Smithsonian. Yeah, Yeah.
3: and she covered that. Um, But also, here's a little known fact, is at the exact same time that those giant skeletons were unearthed, there were pygmy skeletons unearthed, or small people skeletons unearthed one of the professors had one of the little skulls on his desk, on his desk. And he was like, yeah, it's the child's skull. And someone, uh, one of the doctors came in and they picked it up and they were like, it has wisdom teeth. Like this is a fully formed adult skull. So it was a race of little people that were unearthed at the same time as the, uh, giants. But again, the Smithsonian came in, took them all away. And I just, and she, she made like a, um, She made a comment in there about how basically how academia doesn't put time and effort into something that they can't, you know, make money off of. Basically, that's how she put it.
1: What's interesting about that whole thing? So there are even in like New York and Mississippi. um, Well, maybe not Miss. Maybe I was thinking about Louisiana. (laughs) But but as you go around the United States. You can see all of these old river basins like mm. if you go onto Google Maps, you can see where the river basin used to be like thousands of years ago mm-hmm. and uh, I'm sure there's tons of culture like if you were to go away or like all the way around the United States oh, yeah. to what to where those outputs are and like what you're talking about like underground or underwater cities now
3: yeah
1: like I'm sure there's tons of stuff they could find out. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. I actually saw a. uh, Well, I had Dennis Stone on and he talked about stones, actually, which I thought was just ironic as hell. But um, so he talked about there's like ancient stones um, that he actually has like a a property that he owns in a museum dedicated to this. And it's like ancient civilizations and stones that were built Um, And it's really fascinating. A lot of it was like over my head, but they did like carbon dating on this stuff. And this is legit. And um, but, uh, you know, so you can listen to that show. But have you guys watched the video on the Atlantis that they found where they think Atlanta Atlantis was in Africa?
2: No,
1: I don't think so. So they
3: found this. I can't remember where it's at. It's not the Sahara, but it's like in the middle of a desert and it's it's it they think it's atlantis and so it's got the circular you know all the the circle inside the circle inside the circle where they had irrigation and stuff and i have the video and i can like send it to you guys um and then they it's like there's cliffs and stuff that they think used to be like a lush waterfall and all this and then it's got a path to the sea because through lore like, it's it was irrigated, there was, like, a lush oasis, and then there was a path to the sea from it. And, um, anyway, I watched this video, it was crazy, and I don't know if it's just conspiracy theory or what, but they think that that's the lost city of Atlantis in the middle of this desert.
1: Well, one of the conspiracies that that, I, that I've read about before, like, I was talking about the Anunnaki earlier, and... Atlanteans oh. were supposed to be like a separate species of extraterrestrial.
2: So they think this is Atlantis. I've actually seen this years ago. This is the eye of the Sahara.
3: Mm-hmm. Maybe that's it.
2: Oh. Is the Sahara the one with the big dunes? Show is, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yep. you know they pulled, you know they explored down below the sand and like you know, the Sahara Desert Sands like many feet deep. And they found they have found full forest under there. Well yeah, that's what I was gonna
1: say. I'm pretty sure that they figured out that the dirt below all of those dunes
2: is younger than the dunes. <laughs> which is odd.
3: Yeah, that is kinda weird. Like almost
2: um, like uh, some kind of entity was trying to cover something up.
3: There's got to be a TikTok video about that somewhere.
2: (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's
1: where I saw it.
3: Oh, man.
2: And they have found evidence that the pyramids and the um, Sphinx was underwater at one point.
3: See? That's what I'm saying. Like, this freaking place off of the coast of California could hold all the secrets all the answers to all the secrets in our civilization but no
2: with my snorkel and figure it out
3: (laughs) (laughs)
1: that ain't ain't what we're focused on as a civilization right now
3: (laughs) so if you go back to little people and they're called the moon people and basically it's this race of very small cherokee little people Um, And they only came out at night, and they kind of lived in, like, burrows under the ground. And um, they're said to still exist today. That's cool. You'll have to go listen to the episode. The only thing is, um, she did have a Bigfoot story that she told, and she came out of left field with it, and I just kind of was, like, caught off guard. But um, she, I mean, she had quite a few, a a lot of good information to give, and uh, she's on a couple other interviews as well, and she's very knowledgeable um i really enjoyed her interview but yeah she told me all about the cherokee little people we was talking about
2: wisdom teeth earlier and i I want your opinion on something i my back teeth were real messed up so i had to have them pulled recently i had a few pulled but the dentist found something crazy apparently i have extra teeth oh yeah yeah. on my gum lines and while they related
1: to the uh the the cave
2: monster. Well, this is the, the craziest. The Giant. Well, this yeah. is the thing. Like, he's like, that's the reason your teeth got jacked up. Because these other teeth are under it. He's like, you got extra teeth. He's like, I've never seen it before.
3: So, my husband got braces when he was, like, 13. Um, and then got his braces off. And all of his teeth fell out at 13. And his second set of adult teeth came in.
4: Wow. Holy shit. I was
3: like, dude, you're like a freaking shark, man. You just, like, regrow teeth. Like... If I cut off your arm, is that going to regrow, too?
0: Let's try it. <laughs> He's and a, this one of the lizard
2: people. And this yeah. was one. <laughs> crazy I, like, I had to go in two sessions and get it done. Yeah. And when I went the second time, it's a husband and wife dentist team. They came in and was looking at my x-rays, and she's like, look at this. And they was like, you see this? You see these four capillaries? I was like, yeah. They like, those are sinus capillaries. I was like, yeah. They was like, well, you should only have two here. And apparently I've got four.
1: Man, you're just a mutant. Cecil's the missing lady. <clears throat> no, no, no
2: kidding. this is what's crazy. My sister Intent. has the exact same science capillaries, apparently. So I'm thinking <clears throat> that from, like, the years of inbreeding that they did in Leslie County, <laughs> <is left over. laughs> there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> that will go ahead and start wrapping up. <laughs> yeah.
1: yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Before we hit the ditch (laughs) any further.
2: (laughs) Uh, So, uh, Lauren, um, tell everybody where they can find all your merchandise and all your content again.
3: If you go to nightcallersproductions.com, and that's N-I-T-E productions.com, you can find everything that I do
2: awesome and you can find us on twitter at wearing the folk and on youtube at youtube slash wait youtube.com slash wearing the folk or on anchor anchor anchor.fm slash wearing the folk if you want to be a guest you can message us on twitter or you can email us at bipolar underscore teddy bear because we're too lazy to get a new email (laughs) (laughs) and uh thank you for watching us because we're watching you (laughs)